Welcome back, everyone. I know it's been uh, over a month now. <laughs> I think our last show was June June first. Uh, welcome back. A lot of a lot has happened. Uh, today's episode, we're going to sit down and talk about uh, the Big Ten Conference expansions and what's coming up with all like what this could lead to possibly uh, throughout the whole NCAA football and basketball and pretty much any sport. Uh, we'll get honestly, we'll get rolling right on the, in in on that, Ben. Uh, so USC, UCLA come to the Big Ten starting in 2024. Yep. Making the Big Ten officially the Big 16. Uh, I mean, what led to this? What do you think it's going to become? Uh, I mean, you already see Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC doing, pretty much doing the same thing. So, Yeah, you know, the, the bottom line is is uh, what led to this is is greed, right? Um, you know, no, nobody wants to get left out. Um, the NIL, I think, uh, greatly contributed to the expedition. Of this. I feel like I feel like it's been headed this way for a long time. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But, uh, you know, the writings on the wall of the game is is uh, changing o- almost by the day. Um, you know, I, I like I really like the. Uh, USC for football, um, UCLA, you know, they've, they've had their moments here and there, but they're kind of mediocre. I really like uh, or UCLA for basketball and, and um, you know, UC, USC, you know, they, they've had their times. I wouldn't quite call them med- mediocre in basketball, they, but they're not, a, they're not a blue blood or anything, but they've, they've certainly had their moments. So I think those are great additions. Um, you know, they're better than uh, – um, Maryland and Rutgers. Yeah, uh, uh, Rutgers and, needs and, to get out of the conference. And and you know, last night I was watching PTI and 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 Kornheiser and Wilbon both believe um, that you know we're eventually going to get to a fifty-team super conference. And um, you know, I, I don't see that. I'd have laughed at that a year or two ago, but I don't see that as as out of the question. You know, I, my train of thought has been we're going to have a couple 25 team mega conferences and and you know maybe you know as far as the football goes um maybe see whatever the top eight eight teams from each conference um form the college football playoff eventually what are your thoughts yeah i mean like you said i think it's uh definitely got to do with greed uh i mean one big thing money talks right yeah uh the Big Ten now owns three of the biggest media outlets in the country with Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York. Yep. Um, I mean, Rutgers covers that New York. And then, I mean, obviously having the Big Ten tournament there every few years for basketball, that helps with New York. And then now bringing in USC and UCLA, that's going to take over. I mean, like I said, the three biggest media outlets is going to be it's phenomenal for the conference. And I mean – it's going to be hard to compete with. I mean, the SEC is going to be able to just because it's SEC. But, I mean, that's why you have teams coming, more teams from the Pac-12, like Oregon, Washington, trying to jump ship. Uh, I mean, what when you go back to super conferences, I think super conferences is definitely a thing coming, whether it's one big conference or two. Um, but I definitely think you're going to see an FBS Division One cut down in teams. Absolutely. Um, I think you're not going to have, what is there now, 130 or something like that? Yeah, 132, might, I might, think. Might be more at this point. <laughs> I think there's definitely going to be cut downs where teams are either going to go to FCS um, or even make a, not just a regular FBS Division One a or something like that. Um the one there, there, there is the one really, really good thing that I like about this is that I think, I think we're gonna have like an NFL setup. I think that's kind of what we'll do. I think we'll do maybe two twenty-five, two thirty, twenty-five, thirty, uh, team conferences. And I mean, you're obviously gonna. I think you're gonna have divisions. Then just, just how the NFL runs it at least for uh, league-wise. But the good thing about it is I think it's going to make them expand the playoffs. 
I mean, they're not gonna. I think it has to make them expand the playoffs. So this is what it what it's gonna do. Well, I think this is probably seventy five percent of what it's all about. I mean, you can't in a in a in a conference, not a conference in a in a level this big of football. I mean, especially Division One. I, I get it. You want to start out with four to try it out, but it's been almost ten years now. I believe right. It started in two thousand thirteen. Believe so. the, uh, you, you have to expand on them at this point. Um, four teams, it's it's not ex, not as exciting as if we even had eight teams in it. I would prefer to see 12 to 16. Um, but it's not. It's just not as exciting. I think that's something that this is really going to force us to be able to expand the playoffs. Right, right. So, yeah, it was 2014. I just looked it up and you know, that's when, uh, um, I guess it would have been Delaney at the time, um, added uh, Rutgers and Maryland too, right? Yeah. So he was... Can we, get, was we, need to, we need to get rid of Rutgers and Maryland, yeah, honestly. Was, I think he was preparing for for what he thought might be coming. Um, but, and, you know, when he did that, um, yeah, I, I never cared for the guy, but I thought he did a pretty good job as a commissioner. And that wasn't about competitive, right? Competitiveness, right? That was about locking down the New York market. Um, and, you know, now uh, we're talking about a billion dollar deal uh, for the Big Ten. And that's as, as we sit now. Um, I'd be shocked if by the time the season starts, Notre Dame doesn't join uh, either the SEC or us. Um, you know, as we talked about earlier, there's talks of Oregon and Washington um talks yeah, yeah, uh, duke and north carolina um you know I mean, oregon uh, oregon and washington like like, like everyone's pretty much right at this point have been told that the requests have been put on hold till we let little old catholic notre dame decide that they're gonna do uh what they're gonna do which to me i pretty much say fuck them because they had their opportunity to come in the league multiple times now and they don't right. even want to shoot. They don't. They don't even want to play any Big Ten teams, really. Well, and, and that's the thing. They like the independent. They like the independent money, right? But the, now the contracts are at the point where where they're going to get more money by joining a conference. Um, but you know, also, um, they got a pretty pretty easy road to uh, the CFP. You know, if, if they if they have a one loss season, um, you know, they traditionally. They don't play a soft schedule, but they don't play the schedules that the the, the conference guys get. And um, if they join the Big Ten, they win eight to nine games every year. No more than that ever. Big Ten will absolutely not let them win more than three, more than nine games a year. And that's I I agree with that. That's probably a fair assessment. I mean, and you know, with the exception of maybe. 10 universities in the country, nine, nine win seasons, pretty fucking good. You know, um, us, one of them, Notre, Notre Dame's one of them right now. Um, you know, Michigan state, who's been a national powerhouse since when they invented the sport. Um, they, they piss their pants every year for nine wins, you know, um, long, I mean, long shit, they're just, includes, as long as one of them includes beating us. I mean, shit, Michigan state's pissing their pants over their recruiting right now. And they haven't even got, a, I don't even think they've got a top 150 recruit yet. Right in this recruiting class. And I'm like, okay, y'all have fun. I mean, I'm not going to talk too much until this, until that season's played, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't, okay, let's, let's go back to, I'm about to go off on a rant and I don't need to. <laughs> it's going to so take its way off. I was just holding my thought for a minute and I lost it. I read an article uh, today yeah, uh, they're just talking about seeing if I could trigger myself. I can't remember, but it was it was on Twitter. It's very interesting. Uh, you know, I was talking about kind of the cause and effects. Um, Jake Butts had some really good thoughts too. That's not who wrote that article, but um, mm -hmm. shoot, I can't remember. Uh, but I, I brought up a couple points that that I hadn't thought about, and and that doesn't happen very often. I'm usually pretty thorough in that type of thought process. Um, man, maybe it'll come to me here in a little bit. But um, there, you know, there's there's a lot going on behind this, 
And, you know, one of the things is, is that the schools, um, they, they need this money. I, I, okay. I remember now. I don't remember who wrote it, but, uh, um, they need this money to compete NIL wise. And mm-hmm. one of the things they said yeah. was the, the schools that are ahead in NIL are the schools that have been playing the bag man for years. And, this, and, you know, I guess I really hadn't thought about it that way. And that is a reason why, why, uh, Michigan is, has been behind, um, is not that they never broke any rules because I, you know, I think they were doing 30 and a 25 where everyone else is doing 55 and a 25, you know, yeah. your, your top 10 players and all that. Um, every school breaks, breaks the line in some sort. Um, but the other thing I thought that was really interesting was in that, in that article, there was a interview with, um, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, UCLA's UCLA's AD is that, they were over, I want to say it was over $300 million in debt, the athletic department in the last three years. And he's like, listen, we were cutting sports this year. We were cutting sports. That's, that's why we were that, you know, that was the big reason why we joined. He said, cause we went from, I actually, I don't think it was 300. I think it was a hundred and something million in the hole to, he says, you know, with our new partnership with the big 10, we're in the black and for years, we've been trying to stay afloat instead of improving our facilities and, and, you know, making improvements in a lot of areas in athletics. And he said, we, we were putting band-aids on fixes. We didn't, we didn't have the money to do it. And this is going to enable us to do it. And I, that just really took me aback that, you know, when you think about college sports and again, primarily basketball, right. But, um, at least for me and my generation, UCLA is is right at the top. You know, I grew up at the tail end of the John Wooden, the John Wooden era. Yeah, and, you know, when they were just they were just a machine. It was UCLA, UCLA, UCLA. It seemed like at the time, you know, half the players in the NBA, UCLA, UCLA. So to see a a, a facility in Southern California where there's a lot of money, right? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. It's struggling like that financially. That was a shock to me. Especially because, I mean, UCLA does, I mean, they have the donors. I mean, they have to have the donors still, but it's just being that far behind and not being able to compete with schools and aren't really, as you said, I don't think, I think UCLA is one of those teams who probably honestly was probably doing more of a, 26 27 more than a 30 even a 30 and a 25 during those times i mean right it's ucla um i do have a quick question i know we kind of talked about it but overall do you think it's going to have a positive or negative effect on the college football world so what do you mean by the college Uh, sorry sorry like i mean division one Obviously, uh, with the CFP, um, is it is it is you going to see more negative effects from it, staging from more teams not wanting to be in it because they can't get into certain conferences? Um, say they're picking teams. I mean, obviously, if we do do it, they do do go to a two team conference. They're going to end up having or not two team conferences. I'm sorry. A two conference uh, division one, there's going to be teams that are going to be left out that think they deserve to be there. Could, is that going to start things that could be bad for the NCAA Division one era, football era? Or do you think it's going to be mostly positive outcomes like so, playoff so expansion? From a traditional college football standpoint, I think it's the worst thing that could ever happen for. Co- College football, as I know it growing up and as you knew it growing up, is dead. I mean, it has been. And it's been working that way, right? But this is is that final stake in the heart. Um, You know, I I think, uh, you know, I don't think in the foreseeable future we're going to lose Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State. But 
Um, I, th I don't think that's, I don't think it, I think it's probably going to happen in my lifetime and for sure in your lifetime. So, you know, college, college, I, as you know, I don't watch a shit ton of professional sports anymore. And, and you, when, you know, when you were growing up till you were a teenager, that was pretty much all we had on the TV was sports. Um, and, you know, you got all these guys playing for money and the NIL, I, you know, I long advocated for those players to be paid. Um, I, I like the model that's come out, uh, but you know, as with anything, people have taken and exploited with exploited it. And, you know, you get these kids that are still in high school getting million dollar, multi-million dollar deals, um, walking into a campus. It's kind of like the, uh, Tom Brady, Drew Henson thing where there's there was a lot of pressure on, on Lloyd Carr to play Henson, yeah. even though he felt Brady was the better guy. Um, and, you know, that affects locker room chemistry, uh, team chemistry. Um, man, it's, it's so, it's so in depth. And I also think in the long term that we're going to see a lot of, a lot of colleges and not, not, maybe these guys specifically, but like your, um, your Boise States, um, maybe your Gonzaga's in basketball and Gonzaga is not a good example, but I, I think you're going to see a lot of schools not have, um, Success major or... programs are going to drop okay. down, drop down a division because they just can't afford to compete with, with, uh, with the big boys, you know, there's, there's going to be, and there always has been to an extent, right? 20 big boys in the rest, but, um, a lot of changes, boy, man, I could, I could, my, my brain's going a million miles an hour about all the things that I've thought about. I, I, I hate it for the traditional mm -hmm. aspect of the sport. Um, but times change, things grow, right. And, um, you know, from the competitive standpoint and, and having, um, different, different teams available to play on a regular basis. Um, you know, we would only ever played before the CFP, we would have only played UCLA or USC in the Rose bowl. Um, so that's cool, but yeah, I got a lot, I got a lot of mixed emotions about it. Um, I think it's probably over and all positive, but, um, you know, growing up watching the sport that I love, uh, change so dramatically kind of sucks too yeah i mean i i can't i can't argue with that i mean like you said even from when i when i was a kid and it's even changed just from when i started watching it i mean right. from bcs era to cfp era to now the super conference era um i mean i think since in the past 20 years by college football changed the most that it even ever has in the history of college football Absolutely. College football has changed more in the last 15 years, say, than, than it has in, in, I know, my lifetime. Um, so that part's sad, but uh, advance and adapt, right? And, I, you know, I get it. There's some really good positives that have come out of it. Number one is, <laughs> is the players to be able to get their compensation. But I do think, and I know we're going to get into NIL a little more in depth, that, you know, uh, right now, people are using it as a as a recruiting tool to sign guys, and that wasn't the intent. It's against the NCAA rules, but nobody gives a fuck about the NCAA rules, right? And in, in a lot of states, including Michigan, it's against the law to do that. And apparently, that's a big part of why Michigan is saying, "Yeah, we're not we're not doing that." I'd like to see it incentivize and incentivize. Uh, you know, maybe you know. Everybody across the board, say, gets 50 grand, right? Yeah. And then if you're top 10 in tackles or top 10 in receptions or QBR or whatever it may be, maybe that's another, you know, if you're top 25, maybe that's another 25 grand. If you're top 10, maybe that's another 50 grand. If you're number one, maybe that's a, another 100 grand. Um, and, and I'd like to see them throw in some academic ties too um, to – I think eventually here's another thing, and I know I'm all over the places. No, actually, keep actually if you want to roll in NIL, roll in NIL because uh, I originally didn't have that on the schedule, so but I'm fine with that. 
Okay, I thought, I thought I've seen it on the scatter, but maybe not. I, I'm I'm mostly like over. Like I'm I'm I think I'm done talking about uh, the super conferences right now. I think they kind of go together anyway. So I they, they do. Right I don't I don't think we're where we're at today without the NIL happening last year. I just I just don't. I think it probably would have happened eventually, but yeah. But the NIL kicked a lot of things that even a lot of people that you know were are big players nationally athletically didn't think about or didn't expect to happen or didn't expect to happen this quickly. Um, you know, it's caught a lot of people off guard. So shoot, I forgot where I was going. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. Uh, so, so I, I think it should be incentivized, right? Um, yeah, yeah that's right. You said each team gets like 50,000 yeah. to start. And then if something goes down where, Say you lead in tackles, you lead in touch, passing touchdowns, whatever. Yeah. You get more and more money. I, yeah, you I, got I, you got a three zero or higher. You get another five grand a class, or what? You know what I mean? Whatever. Oh, uh, so, hang on. Are you are you talking about incentive for each player or yes. the program or both? I mean, because well, I, I guess both. Because like, but you're saying I'm saying individually. Okay, because the player. Here, yeah, okay. here you got Johnny on the spot, right? That comes in. Signed a $2 million NIL deal, has never played a game, and he shows up the first day at the big house for practice or at, you know, uh, El Glick's practice facility and says, you know, he's just not going to be as hungry. It's human nature as he is. If he comes in, he's got something to prove, and he's already got $2 million in his pocket. He rolls up and, and you know, whatever. And, you know, you got Bubba, the offensive lineman that's been there three years, that's in his fucking 1989 Escort GT, because that's all his mom and dad can afford. There's going to be yeah. some animosity there. And I just, you know, that's part of losing the traditional college thing. The, the team, the team, the team is going away. And it's going to be more about me and me and me. You know, it's, it's going to be, um, in my opinion, football-wise, another version of the NFL. Uh, I wouldn't even say a minor league. I just think it's going to be a, another version of a professional sports. And I wouldn't be surprised that we're going back to the super conference thing here real quick. But if I think the, I think the NCA is going to dissolve in the next five to 10 years. And when the NCA dissolves, there's going to, that's going to dissolve the NCA tournament. And of course, there'll be another version of it because that's the most successful thing in sports and one of yeah. the most watched things in sports. But, you know, then maybe now, if we're at those two super conferences at that point, <clears throat> you know, it's a it's a 50 team thing instead of 64 or maybe maybe these peon leagues uh, that aren't joining the super conference. Or maybe there's 50 from the super conference. If that's how many teams we have or 225s, whatever the math works out to be, maybe give five conference each, uh, three at large bids and see how it works out. But, um, the, the, man, it's so complicated. There's so many tangibles involved. Um, and it's going to be yeah, exciting I, to see what, see what happens, but, um, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, I mean, like you said, it's, it, it's a lot to add, put together. Um, I, I honestly, I'm excited for it all. Let's just kind of see where it goes. Yeah, at least, the, at least at least the super conference stuff. I mean, I I think there is no set precedence really at this point for you, as you said, for the NIL and the NIL to me is not at all doing what it's meant to do. Right. Um, it's like you said, it's been blown out of proportion. It's been kicked. Pretty much what it was meant to do has been kicked to the curb, and now everyone's like money, money, money. And as you said, you're gonna have that fifth year senior who that you're gonna have that that red that freshman who comes in with a brand new Lambo and end up just pretty much killing the team philosophy. I mean, you're, everything you said is pretty much what I was gonna say um, about it. I did. I was trying to find an article that I read about it. But I think it, it was pretty much something like that, where someone had written an article about how how they're okay with Michigan not doing that because Michigan 
Oh, I remember. I wasn't an article. It was just a regular tweet. I don't remember exactly by who, but it said, it said, after seeing Michigan's team, uh, like the way that the team went together last year and the amount of people were returning, yeah. like that it's, it's pretty much okay that we aren't doing everything that they're doing because, I mean, in my opinion, I think teamwork and things like the way that our team played last season, and I pretty much teamwork makes the dream work, in my opinion. And yep. I mean, you should, today I shared that video of, uh, uh, at least on my personal Twitter, I think I might have shared it on the, um, of during the Michigan Ohio State game when, uh, not Ronnie Bell, who's uh, Roman Wilson got his helmet ripped off right. while he's laying on the ground. And the offensive line, well, not even just the offensive linemen, the offensive linemen were there first. But everybody was there on one dude in about 30 seconds. Right. I mean, you have – when you have a – I can't think of the word when you, like, gel together. But when you can gel together like that as a team, there's not – it, it just sucks to be able to, like, have something that can rip, your, rip a team apart like that. And that's something that, in my opinion, the NIL is going to do for a lot of teams that maybe had that, that combat- compatibility to gel – together like that um but uh so going on now to go back on it we can i was just gonna move on um troy weaver man making some moves in the d in the past few weeks I'm not getting excited though because Tiger's supposed to make moves too. But and we all see where they're at right now. But it looks promising, and I mean, what we went like how long without without seeing a Detroit team in the playoffs? Right. I think the the Pistons were the last one, and that was in like 2018 when they made the playoffs. Um. I mean, you have. Let me pull up my notes here again. I mean, bringing in, drafting Jaden Ivey and then trading with Jalen Duran. I mean, just on draft night, those two moves were phenomenal. But since then, they've signed Marvin Bagley. They've signed Kevin Knox. They traded for Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel. I mean, then obviously you have Cade. You have Cade Cunningham already already on the team. And a lot of young talent. Um I don't dare say it, but hopefully, hopefully this could build, can help build the dynasty up, and hopefully we can get there and make it how the Warriors have have done it. And I mean, the Warriors are, are all built, not bought. Right, and so you know, a couple couple things with that, right? Is is uh, number one, we got to stay healthy, mm-hmm. and number two, we have to. Um, Got to get a bit, a little bit lucky because when you got, you know, we got we got three new guys who all uh, have the potential to be superstars, right? Almost like a, a Harden Durant um, Westbrook situation, and if they all the, I mean, if somebody you can't max them all out, right? And I mean, we're talking three, four, five, six, seven years down the road, but. Um, you can't max them all out, and somebody's got to go unless they all really like each other and they all decide that winning championships is more important than being the highest paid at their position or whatever it is in the league. And the odds of that are extremely unlikely, and, and that's jumping way ahead to assume, assume that one doesn't have like a, a Grant Hill-type injury or, and two, that that – um, you know, there's some chemistry and, and they win, but man, I really like, uh, what, what Troy Weaver did. And, uh, I can't think of that Nick's, uh, GM's name, but, uh, Tro- Troy Weaver must have some information on him because he, he just flat out got over on him. It feels like, and it seems like, and, and, you know, it's not just the fan base that feels that way nationally. A lot of people are like, what in the fuck? And I get oh, yeah, that, I, uh... that space, but holy shit, man. Yeah, I, I mean, you trade, let alone Jalen Duran, but I mean, 
I mean, Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker's not what he was. I mean, he, I know he didn't come, come, but I know we also, I know we signed him off and all that stuff. But I mean, even just to let him go. Um, but I mean, even in that second trade uh, with them, we got Alec Burks, who's honestly, I don't know where he's been recently in the past few years. I knew, no, he was a very decent player. I mean, I, I don't watch NBA. I mean, I know you don't either that often. No. Uh, more probably just because the Pistons aren't haven't been good. Yeah, um, absolutely. And but I mean, Nerlens Noel, a young center, power forward center coming in. Um, and, but I'll, I'll have to look up Alec Burks. But last time, back when I, know, I remember at least when he played for the Jazz, I, that, I don't remember how long ago that was. He was he was pretty decent. He was a number two guy. Um. He was the same. I think right. Well, yeah, I guess that would have been a while ago. Yeah. So well, he was at the Jazz from eleven to eighteen. So. Um, yep. I'm trying to look up what his stats <laughs> is. I don't want to. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he'll be a good utility player. I mean, a decent yeah. utility player. I mean, he's got. He only average he averaged twelve points a game, five rebounds, and three assists. So I mean he's gonna be off probably off the bench, but you can't really complain about that off of it. Probably getting I don't it doesn't only getting what I'm trying to see how much time he's getting. I don't know. I can't find it right now. But it's still, I mean, if he's 12 points or 12 points a game isn't bad for someone coming off the bench. No, no, not at all. So, you know, one of the things I was really impressed at seeing a, seeing a picture of, and it might've come from the Pistons. I don't remember if Cade uh, did a, and like he has put on so much muscle that I didn't, I, I thought it was a Photoshop deal at first. Um, and then I seen whoever it was from a credible source. So he's bulked up, um, and you know Ivy and Duran. Um, we'll we'll see, but it's the first time I've been excited about them in a while. Um, you know, uh, I like the Red Wings coach. Uh, I like I like that hire. I like the way or Stevie the direction that Stevie Wise taking them, and you know I still think they're three or four years away. But uh, I feel like the Pistons, Pistons, um, you know, if these guys play up to their potential, I think they they might make a seven or eight seed this year if everybody stays healthy um, and go. And and the Lions, I think, are finally in the right direction. Um, we'll we'll see about that. By the way, everyone, this is the second year in a row he said that. So and, and I, I did say that last year, I can, but I, was, I can go back on video evidence and pull that out. Oh, I'm I'm freely admitting it, but. Uh, this year, oh, you I mean, know, you don't know what I never went back and looked for. What's that? The Mitch McGarry bowling thing. I, mean, I still gotta do that because I'm still gonna pull it up and prove you wrong. Oh, we... I believe you. I just didn't know that that's what he no, was doing. No, because you were like we never talked about this on this show. Oh, and we I never. Like, yeah, we no, I know that. Yeah, I know we yeah, never we talked have. about it. Yep, because remember we got. I remember this. I remember this something we got into last time, and I just remembered it when I, when you said. I don't remember what you said that triggered it. But I was like, "Oh no!" Because I said, "This isn't. This is the second season in a row that you said the Lions." Um, but we have, and I'm gonna find it. You just, find it. So I'm wait till wait till I finish what I'm doing, though. So and finally, the Tigers, right? Uh, you know, we're seeing a little bit of hope. It's probably too little, too late again. Um, injuries have been a big problem this year, but uh, I, I was reading something this morning. Alavila, fuck Alavila admitted he made some mistakes and he didn't name it. He didn't say it out loud, but uh, I got the implication that he was talking about Baez and Meadows uh, this this year that he'd like to do some things over, he said. Um, I mean, so I'm not. He, he's The Tigers are the only one that I'm not happy with their, their direction and, and mostly Avila, right? And mostly because what's he been at it now? Six, seven years? Um Avila, I mean, he's been in the he's been in the Tigers thing for a long time, but as GM, long, yeah, I think he's Stambrowski left, right? Yeah, then he got it. So 
he's the only one that I'm I'm not happy with with the way the direction of the team is going. And but I also think that you know with the plethora of injuries we've had this year, it's not fair to judge him this year. But on the, on the flip side is he's had long enough, um, and his his free passes are gone. Well, yeah, and I mean, I don't really think I don't really think he got the the Austin Metal Tracer. I mean, I honestly don't think he he got anything truthfully wrong. I just don't think Meadows has been hurt. No, I mean, you can't really can't really kill somebody over a over an injury. Right. And I truthfully think, and I think, I think with Baez, is Baez, I mean, it's, it's always who he's been. It's never, not, what we're seeing now isn't what we haven't seen from him in the past. We just not, he's just not producing, mean, obviously he's not producing as much, but I'm talking about his swing and a miss or home run power. It's either I'm hitting the ball out of the goddamn ballpark or I'm striking out. Right. And I mean, look at he's even he's picked up. I mean, I don't really I, neither one of those trips. I think it's more just this team didn't come out ready to play. Had, didn't do enough in the off season, whether that's on AJ Hinch or themselves. I mean, right. I personally, I don't want to put it on it because it sounds like an excuse. But I mean, you had that. You had the MLB lockout this off season. They only had what two weeks of spring training a month. I think two weeks to right two to four weeks. I mean, so there's. Oh, did the other teams though? No, I know. And you know what, dude? Fuck the Yankees. I don't care about the Yankees. The Yankees play in the tiniest ballpark anywhere. My two-year-old niece could hit a home run out of that fucking baseball field. What they're doing is impressive, though. I don't care if they're playing. I don't. But look, they're hitting home runs to Oppo Field, right field, in fucking Yankee Stadium, which is fucking like 210. I know. Smaller than a fucking softball field. You know what? They didn't hit those fucking home runs and they came to fucking Comerica Park, did they? No. Correct. But the Yankees are fucking cheaters. They but listen, the of the all their game. games, all their games, the, the other teams, they're not moving the fence back for the other team. Everybody's got that same opportunity to reach that short porch. Putting it on here right now, Yankees get kicked out of the fucking playoffs in the first round, guarantee it. Oh, Yankees are winning it all this year. Shut the fuck up. No, they aren't. Yankees are fucking choke artists since the early, since the early 2000s, Yankees have been choke artists. Aaron Judge... Aaron is, Judge is a steroid taking freak. So Aaron Judge is is gonna make uh people forget about Miguel Cabrera. They are going not. he you is, are he high is as going fuck. to be the babe Ruth. I can't even do it. You high <laughs> as fuck. I know you're high as shit. Aaron Judge is already like way behind what Cabrera was at. I'm pretty sure, honestly. I'm sure he is too. Remember, he might be in home run numbers. But not and the the thing that was always impressive about Cabrera is, was the top to bottom, power, Jeez. average, opposite field. The only thing I'm giving fucking credit to Aaron Judge about is his fucking numbers. I didn't realize his numbers are this fucking good already. Holy shit! Yeah, this dude honestly might win the triple crown this year. He may. The dude's got fucking twenty nine home runs and sixty RBIs. Oh shit! I was thinking he was at thirty-five already. For some reason, it must have been twenty-five last week. But yeah, he's he's on pace to he's on pace to uh, um, have a hell of a season. Jesus Christ! What's fucking? I want to look up and see what fucking old uh, Vlad Junior's fucking numbers are because I know he was up there too. Um, sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, he, he fell off. I mean, RBI-wise, he's still up there, but home run-wise, he wasn't. I remember it was him. Him and uh, Vlad Jr. and him were going back and forth for a while. But, uh, no, that's – that. honestly, I didn't I didn't know his stats were that good this season. He's still yeah. trash. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a Yankees fan either, but what Aaron Judge has done has been impressive. And, and they're – 
I, I think I read that they're off to the hottest start since the 84 Tigers, if I remember right. So, and they were 35 and 5 or whatever it was. Yeah. How about this? Shoni Otani falling off. Yep. Knew that was going to happen. I mean, he's not really falling off. He has 18 home runs, but then 50 RBIs. But I, I just not- think in today's modern sports, it's Im- almost impossible to do two things at that high a level. And he's done them pretty well when he's when he's been able to stay healthy, right? But I think that has a lot to do with with why he's had some health issues. Um, the guy's a tremendous athlete, but this isn't Japan where, where, you know, you got one or two great guys that might make a roster here on the team where, you know, every, everybody is, is good. So I think sooner or later, he's going to have to make a choice. Am I going to pitch or am I going to, or am I going to play in the field? Yeah. Just want to point out though, Aaron Judge only has a 281 batting average and it's pretty fucking trash because about 90 year old Miguel Cabrera has like a 308. So, that's yeah, why is not trash, though. Uh, no, it's not, but I'm just saying, 90-year-old Miguel Cabrera has a 308. Right. Fuck you, Aaron Judge. Fuck the Yankees. Anywho, um, I was going to say something else about that, but I don't remember where I was going to go with it. I did not do what I wanted to do, but you should talk about something real quick. <laughs> So, so we're, I think we're at like 56, 57 days till uh, Michigan's first ball game. 59, 59. Yes, 59, um, thank you. And, um, you know, I, like we've talked about before, I don't want to wish the summer away, but um, I do close at this point. another couple of weeks. So we'll start getting tidbits uh, here and there about what's going on and, and – uh, excuse me. Sounds like Ronnie Bell's back to 100%. Looks great. Um, um, and, and, you know, speaking of football, Hunter and I have talked about this a little bit back and forth. If you're on TikTok, you need to follow Grace Harbaugh. This God damn it. Daughter. <laughs> uh, the Harbaugh family, including Grandpa Jack, Jim's dad, um, they're in, uh, oh, shoot, I forget the name of the town, but they're in Sicily right now on vacation. And Grace That's has the name of town. a dozen videos up of vacation gym and airport gym, and um, they're they're fucking gold, right? Uh, did you see the one of him planking in the hotel lobby? Yeah, we're doing the workout. Yeah, yeah. my favorite one's fucking Eminem one though. That's the best. One. That's what I'm, trying, that's what I'm yep. sitting here trying to find right now without having to log into TikTok. But yeah, um, and 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 Jim Harbaugh, um, you know, worth whatever it is, forty fifty million dollars, it's got a $1,200 Cub Cadet Home Depot special in Moses' own fucking lawn, which, which just, I guess, thinking about it, it shouldn't amaze me, but it amazes me. Yeah. Okay, I found it. Hang on. I just got to – let me do this. So, so they, you know, there, there's quite a bit in there. And in, in the last couple of videos, Grace has shown up as mostly her, like her outfits, fit check, typical TikTok bullshit, right? Um, yeah, as soon as I started following her, that's when she started posting that shit. And I was like, awesome. I'm going to unfollow you now. <laughs> but but the stuff that she picked, uh, you know, they were there at a 12-hour delay. And he's curled up next to the airport window sleeping, watching playing. Yeah. Um, just, you know, and it's funny. You get it. Like, I like to read the comments, right? And there, there are so many people. Like, I, I bet I read 100 variations of this. I'm a Buckeye fan, but man, I love this shit. This is, I, I, I've hated Harbaugh for 12 years and now I really like him. So, um, you know, it's kind of like the Brady thing when he, when Brady threw the Super Bowl trophy. Um, oh, yeah. You know, three quarters of the country that hate him now likes him and thinks he's, he's the GOAT um, when there was really no argument for it before, but he did something, you know, he left the Patriots all of a sudden. Uh, his personality was allowed to shine or he chose to let it shine, whatever it was. So yeah, either way. I mean, here's I'll play this video real quick since like I finally figured out. I just remembered how to do what I did last time. Um, give me a second here. Do this. 
use. I mean to uh, mute us. Nope, that's the wrong video. You didn't pull up your Pornhub, did you? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, well, never mind. Is it pulling it up yet? It was there for a second. Now is it there? No. All right, I quit. I don't know what it's doing now. Oh, that's not. Wow, is that messed up? It's not supposed to do that. Uh, hang on. You can keep talking while I... All right, anyways, never mind about that. I can't... Some technical difficulties here. More probably on my part, just being... Dumb. So, so uh, Grace Harbaugh, worth a follow yeah. on TikTok. Yeah, for uh, sure. Even, even if she doesn't produce another uh, gym vacation video, man, the... the, the five or six or whatever it is that are on there are, are highly entertaining and and the comments are gold too so worth a quick uh quick look uh first some out of the ordinary content that you, you know you, you just don't usually see it's just uh uh you know from these from these little blurbs um he appears just as quirky and every day as as anybody else so kind of I will 100% say this. As a Michigan fan, Jim Harbaugh is a fucking weird motherfucker. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, and then like, I don't, I don't hate it at all. Cause to me, right. I, I'm fucking weird. Everyone's fucking weird. But he just, like you said, his quirks, and I love it, but his quirks and everything, it's like he wakes up every day and is like, I mean, like from, from the time he got here, from what the milk, he wakes up and has a milk, glass of milk and a steak for breakfast every day. Right. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Right, or that's all he eats, or I mean, that's just, but that's just who he is, and that's just how he yeah. always has. So, so it's and, funny. There was one video; it was one of the first ones, I think, where where uh, somebody said, and and Grace responded, is like, "How many takes did this take?" And she's like, "I swear on my life, this is my dad every single minute of every day. This is just who he is." Yeah, and, and no, you know it is. Right. You know that if you follow him for a while, and you know. Um, you know, he's just a quirky out there dude and he just, he just is. And, um, that's an endearing trait to me. You know, it's, uh, it's, you know, yeah, it makes, it makes, uh, it makes for some easy fodder for our, for our rivals, but, um, whatever. I don't think, okay. I think he's one of those guys that half the time he doesn't know what's going to come out of his mouth before he does, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's not like, so that's not a bad thing. As long as you don't say anything, he's going to get you in trouble, which he hasn't yet. I mean, really? Right. Um, I mean, bulletin board material last year at Big Ten's media days, and said, "I'm going to die. We're going to beat Ohio State or die trying." And yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just that dude. I get, let me spend a day with Jim Harbaugh, please. Right. But uh, but yeah, um, I had one of the. Did you see? Quick, one last. Did you see the video of John Daly hitting a fucking ball over the highway? I did not. Yeah, I just seen it on Twitter, and it, dude. In fact, John Daly is still around. I mean, now he's just around because of his drinking and smoking, and that's the only reason he's being brought back around. But did did you also see what he said? That he said if that PGA Tour would have let him golf with no shoes, cigar in his mouth, and a thirty rack of beer, he would have won like multiple Masters and shit. Did you read that? And I, I didn't, but I believe it. You know, there's <laughs> some people that that bowl better with six in them, that that golf better, that hoop better, that whatever. And that's me with cornhole. And, and and there you go. There's some people that just doesn't. That's just who he is. And you know, I mean, uh, he's cost himself a lot of money, right, by not conforming. But but his personality is my type of personality, and I, I've always loved him. Um, because he's not afraid to fucking stick his finger up and say, Hey, I am who I am. And if you don't like it, kiss my ass. Yeah. Um, um, you know, never been PC, never, never really gave a fuck about anything, but he wanted to go out, drink some beer, smoke a couple cigars or cigarettes, whatever his flavor has been at that current moment and fucking just nail some golf balls. And that's, and that's what he's done, you know? Um, and now, you know, with your TikToks and YouTubes and everything, 
you, you see, like, I'll see a video of him. I seen a video of him uh, just crush a ball off a, off a, a beer can. He was playing with his son. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. Just the last couple of days, I forget exactly where they were, what they were doing, but he made some smart-ass joke. And, um, I mean, I, I love that shit. I'll eat it up. Yeah, no, he, he actually plays down here quite a bit. Um, actually like in my area, I know one of my buddies, uh, was golfing somewhere down here and he's ran into him twice already. Like it's like put, posted pictures on Snapchats with him and just met him at, just seeing him at the golf course. I mean, so anytime I know he's down here, he golfs down here. Right. Right. Um, I mean, that's all he does really is golf, drink and smoke cigars. I think yep. that's a John Daly. Everyone knows though now. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, John Daly hitting drivers over a highway and onto a high school football field in Akron, Ohio. Wow. Just just nonchalantly. That's nuts. Just parked in a parking lot and just driving fucking balls into a, across a fucking four-lane highway. That's <laughs> funny. No shoes on, no nothing. Yep. But, all right, guys. I think... Uh, that's going to probably do it for this show. I didn't realize it had been 52 minutes. Um, I will, uh, we'll, hopefully we can stay on track now. I know we say that about every episode. Yeah, we've been um, on that track. You know, we're, we're going to have a little of a dead zone in, in, in sports here in, you know, the middle of July to the end of July is always a little bit, eh. Um, you know, really you just got baseball going on, right? And college football hasn't started preseason. Uh, NFL hasn't started yet, um, but yeah, we're uh, we're we're less than two months away um, from the first game, and and you know once uh, um, we get thirty days in, once once fall practice starts, we'll be in we'll be in high gear. But we'll see you before then, and go blue. Yeah, go blue, and I'll make sure you go follow. Uh, we are on YouTube now, so go give us a check out on there. Go give us a subscribe. And go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Have a good day, y'all, and go blue.